Welcome to the Fair Trade Minded Podcast, the show which gives you bite-sized information about fair trade and how you can be part of it to change our world by changing your shopping choices and lifestyle. I'm your host, Cynthia Cheung, founder of myfairbaby.com.au. Thank you for joining me today. In August 2021, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC, produced a climate change report, which I view as a report card for how we, the human race, have been managing Earth. We didn't get a pass mark. The report, in fact, concluded that we're in code red. If we do nothing to stop climate change, the Earth will warm up by another 1.5 degrees Celsius by 2030. That's less than 10 years away. This report also showed that here in Australia, our country has become 1.4 degrees Celsius warmer. That will mean more severe and prolonged bushfires, floods, and unexpected weather patterns, which we've already experienced. I could still remember the 2009 Black Saturday fires, which took 173 lives and over 2,000 homes in the state of Victoria. We already had three full days of heat wave, and when that Saturday came, the wind was filled with hot air. It was hard to breathe. You couldn't see the sky. It was all smoggy. It felt like I was in a fan-forced oven. The plants were scorched. The heat was really unbearable. I was getting pretty depressed myself, reading the report and heaps of articles about climate change. While this news about global warming is distressing, we can choose to sit with our fears and anxieties and get angry about it, or we can take action. There are many ways to do this, and in today's episode, I want to share how supporting fair trade can help to address climate change and protect vulnerable communities who produce food for the world. Fair trade is already on the forefront of bringing solutions to this huge and complex issue. Why does fair trade care about climate justice? because fair trade farmers are on the front line of the climate crisis. Due to global warming, they're already facing challenges like less fertile land, failing harvest, and extreme weather patterns. So it's also in the fair trade farmers' interest to ensure their livelihoods and communities are not severely affected. One of the good things Fairtrade did to respond to climate change was setting up the Fairtrade Climate Academy, which provides training to farmers. Their courses teach farmers to become more resilient and learn ways to address the risks of climate change. The Academy also provides train-the-trainer programs to groom lead farmers to teach other farmers more sustainable farming practices. In an interview with the Fairtrade Foundation, this Fairtrade cocoa farmer in the Ivory Coast shared that since he started farming with Fairtrade, it has given him and his other producer friends much needed training. In his words, because today someone who is trained is someone who can decide. Someone who doesn't receive training won't be able to succeed. So through Fairtrade Africa, I've learned about plant diseases and how to improve productivity. 
In another response to climate change, Fairtrade International and Gold Standard jointly developed a new climate standard which provides carbon credits that support Fairtrade communities to tackle climate change. For example, when small-scale farmers implement environmental projects like reducing wood-cooked stoves, install biogas, and planting new shade trees to protect fruit-growing trees, they're helping to reduce the amount of carbon in the air and reduce their own carbon footprint. This helps to improve the environment they live in and build resilience to the effects of climate change. These projects help Fairtrade farmers and their communities to be eligible for carbon credits, which can then be certified as Fairtrade carbon credits. They can sell these credits to companies and individuals. When companies purchase these credits, companies can take accountability for their carbon emissions, which they can include as part of their carbon reduction plan. A minimum price is ensured so that any running project costs are covered, plus farmers receive a fair trade premium for each credit sold, which they can invest into more projects to adapt to the changing climate. In the previous episode, I explained what the fair trade premium is and how it is used. Due to the growing climate crisis, many fair trade cooperatives choose to invest their fair trade premium in environmental projects. One example of this is Siret Outgrowers Empowerment Producer Company Limited, an organization of small-scale tea growers based in East Africa. In one year, they planted 150,000 trees on cleared, degraded land, This prevents soil erosion, improves biodiversity, and provides habitat for the indigenous wildlife. Another example of an environmental project is in Ethiopia. Deforestation for firewood is a big issue there. Not only does it cause pollution harmful to health, it is also impacting biodiversity and killing plants like coffee trees, where the bigger trees that used to provide shade for the coffee trees are cut down. Imagine all the forests gone. This will be devastating to Ethiopia, as they are one of the top 10 coffee producers in the world. So, this is where fair trade carbon credits make a difference. The Aromia Coffee Farmers Cooperative Union implemented a project that helped over 10,000 fair trade coffee farmers in Ethiopia to install an efficient cookstove which uses cow dung as fuel. This project alone has reduced the use of firewood by 50%, reduced pollution by 45%, and reduce carbon emissions up to 70%. So, by reducing their carbon footprint, they can convert these as fair trade carbon credits, which they can sell to companies and individuals around the world. Any revenue they make will be invested as a fair trade premium, which they can choose to do more environmental projects. I'd encourage you to check out the Fair Climate Fund website, fairclimatefund.nl, for a list of fair trade carbon credit projects if you're looking to offset the carbon emissions that you can't reduce. It's a useful way to generate 
project funding to help more fair trade farmers and their communities to pay off, for example, new cook stoves like the story of the Ethiopian households. At present, Fairtrade is also exploring climate risk insurance for Fairtrade farmers because even when best efforts and measures are in place, we still cannot stop extreme weather events. One recent example of an extreme weather change was the frostbite which hit Brazil's coffee belt in July this year. The unexpected cold snap damaged a third of the coffee fields. The farmers will have to prune back the coffee trees to remove damaged leaves, which means it will take a few years for the tree to reproduce again. What Fairtrade International and the Munich Climate Insurance Initiative are doing is that they're running a pilot project in one of Latin America's coastal regions that is frequently hit by hurricanes. The project will help to define the preliminary insurance product and business model. As you've listened to some of the examples, environmental protection is ingrained in fair trade. When we buy products with the blue and green fair trade mark, we're doing our part to take action on climate change. Our purchase means we're joining the voices of fair trade farmers in their communities around the world, how much we value Earth and the beauty she brings to all of us. I've also put a couple of links in the show notes if you're interested to learn how to reduce your personal carbon footprint. Together, we can fight the climate crisis and preserve Earth for many generations to come. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please follow us. And if you're listening to us today from Apple Podcasts, please rate and comment because it helps others to find this podcast to learn more bite-sized lessons and stories of fair trade. Until next time, let's be fair trade minded. Thank you.